Hey, welcome to How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb, a podcast where we go over performers' worst nightmares on stage. I'm your host, Luke Faganbush, and I'm joined today by... Co-host Lauren Hutton and... I'm Dr. Strangelove. <laughs> Dr. Strangelove joins us for a wild time. What are you about? Yeah, who are you in a nutshell, doctor? Well, uh, I'm... I've made a bomb. Uh, I'm in black and white. Uh, <laughs> they, uh, they made a movie about me. And how you learned to stop worrying. Yep. Yeah, tune in. It's a great episode. We learn all about how Dr. Strangelove conquers anxiety. It's amazing. Uh, <laughs> thanks for listening, everybody. Hell yeah. <laughs> oh, my fuck. That was fun. That was... Oh god, let's get this ace. Uh, one day we'll stop changing this setup. Uh, every time that we do it, uh, that day's not today. Uh, no, we, <laughs> we've had new ways of right. doing things every single time that we've done them, John. Thank you for this uh, version 4.0 of our podcast <laughs> video yeah. setup. Uh, I, is 15. this 15.0? Yeah, it's been a lot of versions. It's yeah. been a lot of versions. Um, How am, I, am I sounding crisp? You sound quiet I'm because little, I think you got turned yeah. down a bit. Keep saying some hey, stuff. Hey, what's up? There we That's go. a little crisper. There we go. Yeah. How are my plosives? Your plosives? How are my plosives? You know we don't care about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, John's plosives, he's, he's keeping them under control. Yeah, yeah. He's a professional microphone talker. <laughs> <laughs> How long have you been talking into microphones in front of people, John? Maybe uh, 2002, I started talking into microphones. Wait, wait cool. you've, you've been Early doing that start? for 20 years? Yes. In the context of comedy, or are we talking something else? Maybe 2004. In the context of in comedy? In the context of comedy. What were you doing before that? What were those two years before? Um, antagonization? Um, <laughs> <laughs> so was that still at like open mics and stuff? No. Where people uh, were doing comedy? More basements and um, warehouses and art galleries and that sort of thing wait gotcha. you set up a microphone and like a speaker to antagonize people for two years and someone then... else set it up but i was, <laughs> yes oh, okay <laughs> it was an if you build it john will come situation you just found microphones in, in warehouses and in basements and stuff uh -huh. i'll talk into that let's see what happens <laughs> what did you antagonizing people sound like was that just it was um I did that in the context of comedy for a long time after that, but I started and it wasn't intended to be funny, just rabble rousing. What did it sound like? It sounded like uh, sighing and everyone sighing. And oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. They, the audience was sighing. Yes. Yeah. Were you just telling them to like go fuck themselves or? No. Um, more waiting for them to tell me. Okay. 
So what were you doing specifically to antagonize these people? As little as possible. Oh, how off my car. <laughs> so they're, they're watching a person with a microphone in, them hand, in their hands with an expectation, and you were just like, no. I'm not going to acquiesce to that at all. <laughs> kind of. Uh, it was no, no plan and no um, routine. It was just sort of in the moment. Okay. It was different. Yeah. Um, well, I've seen like, your sets lately, and uh, you seem to have gone more mainstream, very pop comedy. <laughs> very. <laughs> I, I have uh, tried to make my comedy more relatable nowadays. <laughs> really? Because I know you did comedy before, but I just caught the most recent iteration. Where I saw you for the first time maybe a handful of months ago. Yeah, yeah. It, it was very funny. Was it like that Like before, I guess, you had a break? Yeah, I took a seven-year break. Um, ah, okay. But before then, I was using open mic nights as a sort of like... Um, outlet for my own frustration or something something like this okay gotcha so what was like your material like before you were taking a break like what were the types of frustrations that you were you were airing out at these open mics maybe the material is similar but the way that i would um present it was different oh okay did you have a little edge to you back then maybe a little more edge yeah yeah so why take what happened in the break what what was the seven years filled with uh, I moved to Philadelphia and I stopped all creative um, endeavors and worked in uh, d- defense subcontracting. Oh, that's it? a left turn from <laughs> creative endeavors. Is that like a, a depressing time for you? Did, in did some you ways. miss the creative stuff, or uh, it was helpful to take a break? Um, coming back, I'm refreshed in music and in comedy and writing and nice hell yeah how long have you been composing uh, uh i started playing bass when i was like 11 wow oh, shit okay and then i've picked up a bunch of instruments since then how many do you play uh, when you shrug it's no, like a lost count <laughs> no wind instruments but everything else like everything else so like if you can pluck it or beat it you can you can make it make noise hell yeah dude i dig that pluck Uh, it and beat it are choice words yeah yeah well i relate with that because like i play a handful of things but no i don't blow into anything like (laughs) this plucking beating and blowing those are those are all the instrument yeah that's the whole orchestra right there (laughs) you got your pluckers your blowers and your beaters (laughs) the arts (laughs) were you uh, solo act all, all your life, or what? what? Uh, from 2008 until 2013, I am had this thing called Solace Media Corporation. Ah, that very was, professional. Yes. Th- that was with other people. Oh, okay. So what, what is the Solace Media? What was. was it? What, yeah, what was it, uh-huh. exactly? It's gone right. out of business. It was a... Um, Media Corporation. Um, Did you guys focus primarily on music, or was it like everything under the video, sun? Video, uh, video, and presentations, and performances, and music. 
Why was music <laughs> in bunny ears? <laughs> so you're saying it's a loose definition of the word music? Uh-huh. You, Maybe all of those would be in. Uh, <laughs> it's just a general loose definition. Uh-huh. Were you just making it for you and putting it out there? Or kind of. Hell yeah. yeah. How many people were involved in the in the company? All uh, throughout the entire time, maybe ten other people. Ten employees really? to the like the corporation. That's more than I would think, though. Like, because I mean, the way that you were like pitching it and describing it, it sounded like just a couple of folks that were just you know tenacious and passionate that wanted to make things. Like, so you said it was it was operating for what five years, two thousand eight to two thousand thirteen. Yep. So. Over those five years, you had 10 people involved in these, like, media things? What kind of stuff would you guys make? Something like that. Um, There are a few different... There was a movie called The Laws of Reality. There were two um, applicant interviews that were also just, like, uh, short movies. Oh, okay. People applying to be part of the corporation? Yes. Okay. Did they make it in? Sort of. <laughs> in a way. Uh, they were interns. We chose not to re- not to renew their contract. There was some... Um, a sound... Perf- uh, like a noise performance artist uh, named Crank Sturgeon. That's a, from, that's from a name. Maine. Strong name. Oh, man. Um, Give me some more Crank. <laughs> Crank that. Crank it, crank. Crank that sturgeon boy. He wears like a paper he wears like a paper hat and um squee uses electronics to make squealing sounds and um that's dope. Um amplified like scotch tape. I would never think to do that. In in a million years, mm-hmm. the words amplified scotch tape have never been put together in my head. <laughs> so th- this type of music, do people... M- music. Remember, you have to... This type of music. Thank you. <laughs> do people like it when you play it in front of them? Some, Is that the some goal? Some people do, yes. Okay, that's good. But well, I yeah. think coming from that Screeching world, usually isn't yeah, like some people sought like, out. Some people like um, distortion and feedback and yeah. feeling. Yeah. Some, yeah. You know, it's an acquired taste, I guess. Okay, so you, you kind of pivoted from your, your beginning when you're antagonizing people to you're making music that maybe isn't mainstream, but it's not meant to antagonize. Right. Yeah. Okay. I think that I found a place where the energy that would sometimes uh, disrupt was appreciated. Oh, I like that. So you're screaming into a void at first, and then you're like, oh, there are other people that like the void screaming too. That's also their deal. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Something like this. I lived in that world for a long time. Um, I think that coming from there has something to do with how I approach comedy and maybe even uh, on topic how I view bombing. Oh, he's this better at this nice. than us. Oh, this man. It's nice to have the guest <laughs> pivot into that. You didn't so, need to transition. <laughs> I'm loving this right now. How do you view bombing? What is your philosophy on bombing? I like it. Oh, I, I love it's this. It's really fun. We're so on brand right now. <laughs> I don't know if we've had anyone else that really relishes like bombing. Yeah. yeah. What was your most recent bomb? 
Well, I'd be interested to know if any of your other guests have talked about bombing on purpose. No? No. I'm trying to think. There, We have had some discussions about people like losing it on stage and turning on the audience. Right, yeah. And, and Reeling it back in. That Well, just that being a release and enjoying it that way, but none with the intention of coming on stage to bomb. Yeah. Not in that... Well, I've definitely done that a lot. Yeah. You've just dug a <laughs> hole for yourself? It's fun. <laughs> okay, is the goal to dig a hole to get out of? or is Sometimes. The, but other times the hole, you just want to dig a hole. <laughs> you just want to set up a That's picnic so down there. Enjoy That's yourself. So <laughs> oh, my God. In my, just in a camp? In my previous life, there was a lot of that. A lot of uh, maybe not digging a hole to pull myself out of it but digging a hole to push other people into it oh even tank the show expect or is no, it more like never that i'm in no. a certain okay. wavelength and i'm trying to get other people on board with that same wavelength is it more in line with that it's in it at its best okay okay <laughs> but at it its best at its, its worst yeah <laughs> then it is more closer to 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 Intending to tank the show, even though I have never, that's never been my intention. It's, it's so funny that you're like, me bombing on purpose hasn't gone the best sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I haven't done the best at failing on purpose. <laughs> sometimes I would, would want to uh, make it awful and ever, and it would turn out people would enjoy it that that has also happened that you were bobbing upwards yeah that, that. <laughs> <laughs> he's just riding the mushroom cloud man that's all that's happening oh yeah there was oh. a lot of that what was okay what was your most favorite time that you bombed on purpose uh, i greg han that name sounds familiar. I've heard the name. Yeah, that's a name that's floated around. Where's he from? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> uh, I met him only once at Go Bananas. And he, oh, he so was, he's from there. Uh, <laughs> Indiana? That makes sense, too. <laughs> okay, uh, was he like a headliner? or? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Go Bananas. That's... And I was talking to him maybe like in between the shows over at the the patio Bar yeah, the Bell like, and the oh, Bear. You're, you're, I think it was called McLeavy's. Yeah, this then. was back yeah. in the day then. Okay, um, but post Sneaky Pete's. Uh-huh. What? I didn't even uh, put a pen in that. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been to Sneaky Pete's. No, I, I just knew it as McLeavy's. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. Well, uh, but he was the headliner, and he was like, "Oh, you're funny. Do you do comedy or do the guest spot?" And I. I didn't know that this was going to be inappropriate, but I like. Um, he was like, "Tell, tell everyone, don't turn off their cell phones and uh, don't talk." You know, it was like the, yeah, that yeah. was the yeah. introduction. I was doing the introductions. I get, or, oh, so you were doing like the opening hosting, announcements and stuff. Maybe? Gotcha. Not, not hosting um, the off mic stuff, where you're like, "Hey, welcome to the show. Please turn off your phones. Don't talk. Uh-huh. Welcome yeah. to the stage. So and so. Blah blah blah." Yeah. I had my phone in my pocket and I set the alarm with the ringtone so that it would go off at the time that I was uh, saying, don't put your phones to like turn your phones off. And I thought that would be really funny. 
I mean, it is. But uh, <laughs> that, I think that's I think the worst I ever, I ever bombed. So you weren't even on stage and you, you bombed. It was on, yeah, on stage. Okay, I thought you did the off-mic announcements, but you oh, came up before the show yeah. when you were supposed to say all the announcements and then do Something a set. Like yeah. Gotcha. Okay. okay. So, yeah, more closer to hosting. Um, yeah. Uh, that's Close even better. Guess. <laughs> you set your alarm and people were just like, well, all right, hypocrite. <laughs> right. They, uh, afterwards, he told me that people would think that it wasn't on purpose. Uh, so, so I, yeah, they didn't get the. Yeah, yeah, they um, just weren't. They, no, it's not a bit. I don't know if that's my favorite one, but that's <laughs> that's one that's sort of weird in my mind that I don't yeah. know how to feel about it. I that's when I bombed a- accidentally, I guess. Uh, I it was my intention to use bombing in a way but it turned out worse than i wanted it to yeah yeah so you did a set afterwards but did that just tank the set i think so yeah they didn't trust me or something (laughs) (laughs) they're they're weird these audiences them astray immediately why wouldn't they trust you (laughs) (laughs) that was maybe like early early in my attempt uh at trying to actually do stand-up comedy, maybe 08 or 09 or something. Yeah, so you were still very fresh in. I had no idea. Were people like, did you, you immediately started off antagonizing people, like you said. Not at that one. Okay. Uh, but, um. Were you still doing kind of weirdish? I don't want to just call you weird on stage, but yeah, it's I don't definitely. I think I'm ever trying to be weird. I think it just is what happens. Yeah, I, right. I wouldn't the say there result, is the another person doing what you're doing right now, which is good. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, definitely unique. Uh, it, it has like an anti-performance energy to it. That's the vibe that I get, which is why it's so freaking hilarious to me. Uh-huh. <laughs> were there were there people? doing similar stuff back then i guess seven years ago no were there people that were supportive of it no (laughs) (laughs) not at all even less than now i i heard sort of differently where uh people talked about back in the day like uh people like jeff tate were like He's got it. He's got something going on. Yeah. So I've heard people talking positively about it from back then. Maybe that didn't Maybe make I it just to didn't you. See it. Yeah. <laughs> no one was telling him. He could back have then. mentioned that to you, but <laughs> you had supporters even if you didn't know about it. <laughs> I always felt like um, I had comedy friends, but they weren't friends with my comedy. They were friends with me. Oh, as a, as a person, but not. I really feel that. that. You know what yeah. I mean? I've heard back then too that. Uh, the veterans of comedy could be a little rougher on the newcomers, and there was more yeah. hazing and stuff. Yeah, there was That's a, just yeah. like third degree hearing it because everybody was pretty nice to me, other than bringing me up as Fagin Bush. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, that's nice. Endearly, they almost your learned name. my name. <laughs> 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 yeah. It's close. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, that's what yeah. Siri says. You, when you I had friends, even if <laughs> I, apparently they weren't supportive of the comedy you were doing. <laughs> you think people are more supportive now that you started again? I think people, I think because I've tried to make the presentation more relatable, people enjoy it more. 
Yeah. yeah. I think that was a big part that was missing was the audience. Yeah. If, if, you, if you're not trying to meet them halfway at all, you're not going to get a lot of them. <laughs> I'm, so from what I've seen, you'll like go on stage and I've, I've seen it like work really well and I've seen it, the audience not respond at all. And it doesn't look much different <laughs> yeah. as far as how you perform it. Yeah. You have an integrity to what you're doing that it doesn't waffle if people aren't on board right. and that, that mad respect for that dude. Cause like, Definitely. I don't have that bone in my body. Oh, they don't like me. I'll do anything else right now. <laughs> I think I have an idea of what, um, like what I'm trying to get across, and it, uh, the some shape of it can be influenced by the response, but the core of it isn't allowed to change. Yeah, something like that. That's okay. good. Yeah, you're not going to change your character or the impression you're trying to give off, but. Yeah. Maybe like as far as you might rewrite something. Is that kind of? Uh, I mean, in the moment, um, like how the audience responds might affect the way that I say something, but it won't affect what I say. Ah, uh, that's what I mean. So, like, if they're if they are vibing with you, you might like you know lean into that with some inflection and play with them yeah. a little bit, but you're still saying the same things and getting the same points across. Yeah. yeah, hell yeah, definitely vibe with that. <laughs> it's always nice when folks are just like, no, yeah, we like that. Say more things. <laughs> it's hard not to just lean into that and be like, okay, like me real hard then. <laughs> uh, you started a show, didn't you? That's right. Where at? Uh, I, the show that you started? A TV show? No, a comedy <laughs> show. Uh, I talked to Justin about it, and he was on oh, the yeah. show, and it was followed by a sound bath, I think. Uh -huh. So uh, what, what was the idea for this show? Uh, Did, so You just walked in, you're like, hey, can I do comedy, and then a sound bath? <laughs> Uh, they asked me to do a comedy oh, okay. show. Okay, that would explain why you didn't remember you started a show. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> they they might do it again, uh, but I don't know if it was a lot of setup and a lot of work. But uh, I don't think anyone enjoyed the sound bath. Justin seemed shaken. Um, <laughs> it wasn't uh, that. The, yeah, I don't. I would forgot about this. Uh, <laughs> sorry, to, sorry to bring it up. Um, I think because I'm coming from noise world. Yeah, I didn't think of it as being too much, but I guess that being your okay as first someone ever who's experience, not, that right, noise world whoops. is a musician's whoops. thing. Right, um, noise world is from music, right? I, I don't know sure. anything about it. Is I'm that just a phrase calling you it noise world. Yeah, okay. um, yeah. The idea he expressed earlier about like noises that might be off-putting or what he's trying to actually like basement squeal, basement squelching. Um, yeah, that sounds dirty. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is. Most basements are. Dirty. <laughs> <laughs> don't go downstairs. <laughs> well, it's clean because it leaks. Yeah, oh, it's cleaner than self-washing basement. <laughs> yeah. Just put cracks in your foundation. <laughs> <laughs> oh god so uh, how you were doing that th the noise world sound bath sound bath how long did the sound bath go on for um maybe like 
five minutes, seven minutes. Really? No. Okay. From the stories we heard, it seemed like it went on for a little longer People than that. People left uh, pretty seven quickly. Or eight <laughs> seconds. And, uh, <laughs> but you powered through. You made it to seven minutes. I think about seven minutes. My friend Holly stayed for the whole show, but I don't think anyone else did. How like how much like. I, I sound bath is a concept that I've never heard of before, and as someone that like makes music, I'm really curious as to what goes into creating a sound bath. Like, what do you, what do you like? I, I understand how to like approach writing a song, but I have no idea how to approach creating what you're talking about. So walk me through it. Well, um, I guess some people would say that human beings can't create anything; we can only make things. Oh, God, I like that. Um, Just starting from square one. Yeah. Absolutely. How would you make a, prepare a bath to, you know, to relax? It's, oh. it's a similar. Okay. You know, get your um, bath salts. Put them in the pipe. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, bath bomb. Uh, like a. Oh, uh, this is another thing I wanted to talk about. Terrorism. Oh, okay. Um, bombing. Yeah. Right, right. Um, okay. And and <laughs> terrorism. I, I think I, that I was a terrorist for a few years. Wait, you... An auditory terrorist. Sure. Oh, okay. Maybe, That's what we mean. Maybe... I thought he went back to the defense contracts. I was like, whoa! <laughs> I might... Okay. Maybe not auditory. Um, but maybe. Oh, Vamp's on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Vamp Vampire on the podcast. It's Vamp V A M P. It's vampire for vampire. Cool. Yeah. Yes, with a Y or an I. I I believe. <laughs> I I believe. I I. I I. I Captain Vampire. <laughs> oh man! I think it's I. I'll have to ask Tori. We'll, we'll figure it out yeah, at one sure. point or another. Tori with an Tori, I. That's what I was gonna ask. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god so what are your what are your goals with comedy and music what terrorism. do you hope t- <laughs> i've denounced terrorism to good. Okay. good deal okay. extent oh okay uh <laughs> still dabbles still dabbles <laughs> that's the truth so what are your goals with comedy and music and terrorism give us your manifesto <laughs> I'd like to um, do more writing, and I like it when people come up to me after the show and they're like, "Wow, I really, you're really funny. That was really great." I, I would be, I guess, my goal to experience that more often. Hell yeah, that's that's good. That's yeah, that's that's a very solid goal just that's, to get more positive feedback. That uh, sounds I, like someone who's denou- renounced terrorism. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm not getting a whole lot of positive feedback from driving planes in the building, so I think we're gonna mix it up a little. Do literally anything else. <laughs> so, what was your goal starting out? How did that change? Uh, I didn't have a goal at all. For a long time. Oh, okay. It was just this is something I'm doing. Yeah. Gotcha. I, so how did you come to it? Uh, did you just see an open mic and? I think I. Uh, I really liked Dadaism, um, and I the, said the art movement. Yeah. I'm not familiar. Uh, 
Switzerland uh, during World w- before World War One. Okay. Uh, during World War One, as a reaction to World War One. Yeah, because they saw like the horrors in the world falling apart, and their response to that was like absurdism, right? Yeah. Oh, okay, gotcha. So I was kind of trying to do my own version of something like that. Ah, okay. gotcha. Similar motivation. It's like you you frustrated with the world, and then your response is absurdism or. Um, Terrorism. <laughs> okay. Absurdist terrorism. I like it. <laughs> Glad you didn't mail any packages. It just They're just confetti bombs. <laughs> has some positive effect. I yeah. hope at least uh, the negative effects were temporary, I hope. Yeah. 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 I mean, to be honest, I ever since Justin mentioned the sound bath, I have wanted to experience such a thing. <laughs> I honestly wanted to go to the next show. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'll be sad if if they if there isn't another one. <laughs> Legitimately, uh, I might just book you to do a sound bath in our backyard. That would be nice. If we can invite all the neighbors. We get we've, that basement dried up. We can run all sorts of shit out of there. Dude, we've been wanting to get involved in the community. I laid down some flex seal. So <laughs> one rain from now, we're going to see how it holds up. And then after that, we're going to have a sound bath. The and Bellevue sound bath. It be a double feature. I have a projector. Yes! <laughs> Oh, would you be down for such a thing? Sure. Hell yeah. Oh, God. Uh, Strap in, dude. Literally every time that we've said we're going to make something real on this podcast, we do it for better or worse. (laughs) It might take six weeks. but (laughs) I'm ready whenever the basement's dry. Okay. Oh, dude. Hell yeah. All we need is one good more rain. Let's see if the flex seal holds. Where it does. I, I've never had any problems with Flex Seal. I don't know if you guys have used it for anything, but I've made a boat out of a screen I door. I also <laughs> haven't seen as aggressive a leak as I saw yesterday <laughs> ever in my life. You there said was, the wall was just spraying. It out. was shooting sideways out of the wall. <laughs> it was that horizontal force gun break. Yeah. <laughs> it was raining pretty hard. It was, oh. yeah. And it was very sudden. So it was all at once. And we have. We have these gray, just mason bricks. Yeah. And I think some of the, what would you call it? What's between bricks? Mortar. Mortar. Some of the mortar ran away in a corner, so it was just shooting out. And I walked up to it and put my finger on it, and it pretty much stopped. And I'm like, this isn't good. This isn't a long-term solution. (laughs) Can't stand here for the whole storm. Anytime life is like a cartoon, I'm happy. Right? I I had to do it. (laughs) I've seen this. (laughs) Have you had any other cartoonish experiences in your life? A whole bunch. Yes, please share. Oh, I hadn't, I hadn't come up with the list of these. <laughs> we, we bring them on a bombing podcast, and they were like, "When is your life like a cartoon?" <laughs> I didn't experience it, but there was a parade, and uh, I wasn't driving the motorcycles, but I saw a cavalcade, a cavalcade, a police, Calvacade. yeah, a yeah. police, uh, a bunch of them, cavalcade, cat. Ca- Calvacade? Calvin. Calvin Cade. 
<laughs> you saw a Calvin Klein of police officers Caravan. on motorcycles. <laughs> Paracycle. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes, that's it. It's canon now. They were, you know, in, driving in a line, police <laughs> motorcycles, yeah, and they yeah. all ran into each other. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> That was really fun. Yeah. What happened? Like, did the first guy just wipe out? I don't know. Uh, no one, no one fell off that I saw. They all just sort of crumbled. <laughs> they just sort of As part of a parade. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's amazing. Oh god, that's so good. Uh, the only dumb cartoony thing that I've done is I have I told the story about when I accidentally ate poop on the podcast. I don't think so. I, I think I would remember yeah. know, eating poop. I was on playing. the podcast you ate poop? No, I didn't eat poop on the podcast. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> Coming soon on Patreon. No. Uh, <laughs> How bad do you want these subscribers? Because if we get... You get another tier. It's $100 that'll pay for the hospital visit. Uh, Jonathan's going to run a sound bath in the basement, and we're going to... Headlining it will be Lauren Hutton... Eat shit! ...in a Red Lobster bib. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yeah I, okay I, I hope that doesn't become real jesus christ uh gg <laughs> hutton <laughs> oh no i was just playing disc golf and then i like went to wipe the sweat off my face and when i looked at my hand there was like this reddish brown smear Ew. on the back of my thumb and i was like whoa uh and i asked my friend that i was with i was like am i bleeding anywhere like do you see any more of this on me? Because I was concerned. He was like, I don't, I don't see anything on you, dude, other than on your hand. And I'm like, I don't know what this is. And I was kind of freaking out. And then my friend said, does it taste of iron? And it didn't. Weird phrasing, but... Yeah, he was a weird guy. <laughs> he also didn't tr- ask me to smell it first. His immediate instinct was, oh, let's get that weird goop in my friend's mouth. Also, not healthy poop. No, that's no, worse. that it's squirrel probably had a red. death shit onto my <laughs> hand, and I probably ingested whatever killed him. Oh, God, I could have died from squirrel virus. <laughs> yeah, no, that's my cartoon moment. Yeah. So Where do we go from here? Pretty gnarly cartoon. <laughs> I don't know how, I don't know if that's going to make Hanna Barbera. It's more of a garbage pail moment than anything yeah. else. <laughs> Robot chicken shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. So, other than like music and comedy, what other creative pursuits have you dabbled into, if any? Um,. Sculpture, no uh, shit. Painting, um, video editing. Uh, I mean, it's starting lo- to make sense why you started a media group. Uh-huh. If you've learned a shit ton of instruments, you've dabbled in sculpting and painting, and like, you are a very eclectic person. I dig that shit, dude. A master of none, though. Hell yeah, dog. Like I can not read music. <laughs> It's overrated. None, none of the Beatles could. It's fine. I mean, reading has nothing to do with sound. <laughs> so out, out of all those things, are, are there any, like, achievements or accomplishments or successes that come to mind? Just out of any of the medias, what's a project you were, like, proud of? Uh, I guess th- when I... A lot of it is like improvised or created in the moment. Ah, nice. Um, okay. So when something is more um, 
pre-planned and um, finalized. Yeah. The, like uh, with music, this is this happens more often with video. This happens more often. Uh, comedy is sort of this. Um, air has like maybe an air quality more than a earth quality yeah once something solid. can yeah once something becomes solid i think i can be proud of it i okay. like that perspective something like that yeah <laughs> <laughs> fuck yeah dude no i totally understand that because like i don't feel like any of my jokes are finished but like i have songs that i'm like yeah that's done uh -huh. that's a thing like that's i worked on that a lot and it's exactly the way that i want it i don't feel that way about anything i've said on stage even though there are things i've said on stage the exact same way hundreds and hundreds of times i still don't feel like that anything that is joke wise or in comedy is like like you said solidified it's interesting perspective. Yeah, that's that's what's scary about like making um, an album or yeah. recording or anything because that's not exactly comedy as we know it. Right. We're just like in the moment, in the room. That's how we experience comedy. But yeah. most people will just see Netflix and it's like, oh, it's a finished, nice product, and I can rewind and fast forward. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't even know. I don't like that as much. No, it's not. It's not the same thing. You can't the the. The thing that is going on in the room that is like in addition to like the laughter and the communication and the relationship between audience and performer, all of that stuff adds up to a wonderful thing that is intangible and you can't take it with you. Uh, and you also can't fabricate it. it you, you can try and put all the pieces together, but it doesn't make the same stew all the time. And that's why it's such a special thing. And it doesn't translate to Netflix and it doesn't translate to Amazon and it doesn't translate to Spotify. You have to show up for it. And that's why it still has, I don't know, any sort of place in this world. Like we've talked a lot about like the, the trend of humor and the lack of attention span that everybody has and how like TikTok is taking over everything. Uh, and I see more and more and more and more and more people complaining on social media about how these social media stars, you know, the, the Do content follow creators. Us on TikTok at Love the Bombcast. <laughs> We're putting, um, putting stuff up there every day of the week, yep. except for Saturday, Sunday, not the week. Get weekend. us to 30,000 followers so we can do a live show. We're not even close to that. <laughs> But yeah, that's that's like the trend of how this is happening. And there's always the fear is like, is live stand up comedy dying? And I, I don't I don't think so. I think it's always going to have a place because it's a thing you have to show up for. It doesn't translate to a TikTok 30 second video, no matter how hard that video makes you laugh. Do you guys agree with my rant? <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah, I think there were fears about comedy dying just every now and then, but it's... Every time a new app pops up, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok. Live, live entertainment like that, maybe not as far as I'm a guy on a microphone telling jokes, but just someone coming in and being funny is timeless. <laughs> yeah, it goes all the way back to the jesters of old. Would you want to be a jester of old, John? Would you put the bells on the hat and possibly... What type of caveman would you <laughs> someone, someone asked me who's my favorite stand-up comedian. A better podcast host? Um, <laughs> and I was like... I don't know. I don't, know. I don't do favorites very often. Okay. But um, I was thinking about it, and I'm 
is either Robert Anton Wilson or Triple A. Triple A. I don't just, know either the of those Neither do. Wait. Wait, wait, wait. Like the famous jester that we get all the archetypes from? Maybe he's a, an inspiration for that. Okay. Look. Um, Can you explain those two people? Because I, I, I don't think I know. Triple uh, tri- A is a was a not Triple H. T R I B O L E T. Okay. Was, is that French? I think so. Okay. All right. That makes more sense. He's like um, his his best quote is um. Uh, oh, the, he like offended the king, and the king's like, "You're be put to death now, Triple A." And then he's like, "But you can choose the method of your execution." He said, "Oh, I, I choose to die of old age." <laughs> <laughs> he's really, he's really funny. That's a pretty good line. Yeah, yeah dude. In the face of Holy I think it shit. I think I, he was exiled. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> Oh my god, that's was, so good. Was he one of the originators of the jester as someone who can talk to the king when no one else can because they're using It's a special him. position. I think yeah. maybe probably existed before him, but he was in that time. I don't I'm not much of a history buff, but still, man, to be able to not only laugh in the face of death, but in the face of the authority behind your death. Yeah. Holy shit. I get shaky at millions still. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. And who is the that's other person? Why. That's why, though, you know. Uh, Wait. That's a pretty high standard to li- live up to. Oh, uh, that, yeah. No shit. Perspective on comedy that it is able to save your own life. You can save your own life with it. Yeah. Uh, Robert Anton Wilson was a, a f- philosopher, I guess, a writer, a um, an agnostic mystic. Okay, I'm on board. Um, Every description got more exciting. I know, right? <laughs> uh, but he's pretty funny. Really? Yeah. Okay, I gotta Google this guy. Do you have a quote from him as well? Not off the top of my head. Let's see. Uh, uh, there's a great conspiracy. Uh, this will be paraphrased. Okay, okay. Okay. I guess the other one was too. But um, there's a great conspiracy in the world. There's a an all powerful group of people making all the decisions that control your life. Uh, it's you and your friends. <laughs> <laughs> Some, something like that. That's fun, though. That's yeah. such a good if little misdirection. Paraphrased. I think I prefer the paraphrased version. <laughs> yeah, that's fucking great. Yeah. Oh my god, holy shit! Uh, so one of the ways that we wrap up these episodes. Hold on, am I even on track? How long have we been going? Yeah, we're about there. One of the ways that we like to wrap yeah. up these episodes is with your quintessential bombing story. So obviously, you came up with lists of bombs. What's the one that was at the top of the list? Uh, the very I thought about this and I the very first show that I was like invited to do locally uh, was somewhere in the west side maybe like was it legends two thousand seven uh, it wasn't legends it was a small bar 
Uh, I don't remember where it was. It might not exist. It yeah, might. that's very <laughs> it true. Probably yeah. doesn't. Uh, and the person who put the show together, um, I don't know if they, I ever heard from them again. But um, <laughs> they died after the show. <laughs> to, to me, um, <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I had no idea what I was doing, and they were like, "Here, we'll pay you money to do stand up." Hell yeah! And um, I had a joke. That's like, you know, those signs at the entrances of banks and libraries that say no firearms allowed beyond this point. What about those people who made the questionable life decision to get flames tattooed on their bicep? Uh, are they allowed to open a checking account or check a book out? <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was a pretty good joke, but the f that was the first time I ever told that joke. And uh, the... It was like a small bar and the microphone was on a, like a Radio Shack microphone uh, uh. was plugged into the DJ booth. Yep. And you're standing on the floor uh, yep. with a, maybe like a six foot mic cable from the, uh, from the DJ booth. And you can't move because you don't have the clearance. Mm. Yep. Really quiet. Everyone was really <laughs> loud. people were there? Lots of people were there. Oh, but no. they weren't paying attention. No one was paying attention. <laughs> oh, man. Yelling into the void. Uh, Not a fan of the firearm bit. <laughs> they didn't even. I don't know that if they heard me. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> Welcome to your first book show. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh my God! How much time did you do? I think ten minutes. Was it just you, or were there other people on no, the show? There, there were other. There were other comedians. Um, I don't think they paid attention to anyone. I don't think they were there for the comedy show. It was just happening at their bar, you know. Oh, man. One of those. Yeah. Did they even know it was happening beforehand, or was it just like, surprise, we're ruining your normal Thursday? That. <laughs> <laughs> it's always that. Why is it always that? <laughs> Promote your shit. Venues and bookers and comedians. Promote your shit. Yeah. Going to a show that act people actually know that they're going to a show it's a different a thing better yeah weirdly yeah. enough <laughs> there were no chairs i guess that's another big thing they're, yeah everyone yeah. was standing <laughs> standing room only I comedy think, they didn't know about i think it might have been on like the where i was standing might have been like a little bit lower like it was a small dance floor <laughs> i was like it, it was the opposite of a stage yeah <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. No, I mean, I could see where that could be a lot of fun to bomb in that literal hole they yeah. put you in. It's like a gladiator pit, but smaller <laughs> and out of the way and nobody's watching. <laughs> oh, my God. And you Hell just shrivel. Yeah. You don't get uh, mauled by a no. beast. You just shrivel. <laughs> you just shrink away. <laughs> Everyone's just, there's just a pile of raisins in the pit at the end of the show. <laughs> What's that? Oh, that was the entertainment. <laughs> yeah, we're going to rehydrate them later so they can go bomb somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> Two drops, and they each do ten more minutes. <laughs> that one, it wasn't. There's nothing funny about it. I guess it's just a. Uh, that is the experience that's most. That stuck with me. Maybe that's inspired yeah. me to. Yeah. To uh, get. To. Be more adaptive and be able to handle any environment. Right. 
or more environments. Yeah. And I don't know if that one had a whole lot of ways to adapt <laughs> to better the show. If if I was in that exact situation now, I'm pretty confident I could do something with it. Hell yeah. What would That's you good. what would you do differently now in that show? Wow. Uh, <laughs> confidence without planning yeah that's, yeah we put him on the spot uh, <laughs> <laughs> no idea just send me back <laughs> i'm sure i could do something <laughs> well i'm trying to put myself back in there i know i could do something yeah that, that's all i meant um <laughs> i know i could do something more than what i did hell yeah um i think that i would have turned the microphone up at very least. Yeah, right. It would have been like uh, at that, you know, check. <laughs> <laughs> Clap if you can hear me, uh-huh. just to see if anyone's even looking in your direction. Yeah. Here I am. I'm like, what would you do in a no win situation like that? And it's like, oh, just the simplest, easiest thing right. possible. The minimum. <laughs> I would do the sure minimum and then reassess. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm also like, uh, able to use silence to draw people in in a way yeah um, a lot of people that get doesn't that. always work but yeah but even able to have that tool in your tool belt because like i i am constantly just if my mouth is open things are falling out of it so <laughs> the concept of using silence to your advantage i wish i kept in my forethought more often yeah because you're not going to step on your own jokes that way if you're just letting things hang, oh. a lot of people are like terrified by the silence and they're like, oh, I have to talk immediately. Yeah. But occasionally just like doing a vibe check with the audience where you pause and you have something else to say yep. and everything's quiet. You're like, OK, everyone's still listening. Yep. Yep. Let's move on. Just just making sure it's just taking your temperature real quick. <laughs> I can hate that phrase. It's also a way to. um if you extend the pause, it's a way to get um, people who are like at an, at an open mic when it's kind of rowdy. Mm. Yeah. A way to get people who are like really want to say something to say something so you can tell them to, to stop. You're setting traps up there, dog. Drawing them out. Something yeah. Smoke out the, the... The open mic Burmese tiger pit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you fell in my hole? Yeah, welcome to my sticks. I sharpened them for you. <laughs> I love that. That's so cool. Heckler baiting? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Holy shit. Oh, it's... You know, these, these shows are always fun, and I love doing this podcast, but I don't genuinely learn something that I'm actively going to start using later (laughs) fucking heckler baiting oh i can't wait oh i can't wait oh i want someone to fall into my pit of stakes when when bernie mac was saying he's not scared of y'all he should have said (laughs) nothing for them to respond and just (laughs) (laughs) i think he was scared of them a little bit just a little bit yeah Or else he wouldn't be yelling so much. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, yelling. So one of the last things that we like to do on this show, John, is uh, we ask our guests if they have any like parting words of advice or uh, um, uh, words of wisdom. doesn't have to be serious. It could just be a silly goof that you're leaving everybody with. Uh, but, yeah, what are your what are your closing thoughts for, for the audience? Let's see. Um, today I made up a fake Latin phrase. 
<laughs> it is um, defire servitum de serium uh, de non serium. Okay, defire defire servitum de non serium. And what does that mean? It's fake Latin. It doesn't. I don't think it actually means anything. So, it, <laughs> I think there's a lesson in there. <laughs> what do you want it to mean? Uh, learn how to discern what is uh, important to you from what doesn't matter. Oh shit. That is some of the most heartwarming Latin gibberish I have ever heard of in my life. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, man. John, where can people find you? Do, do you have shows coming up? Do you have social medias that people want you to follow? What's the website um, of your media group that's no longer in existence? Oh, Solace Media Corporation.com <laughs> was, was bought by a bot. Oh, for real? Yeah. Okay, so it's still out there. It's still All right, there. yeah. Chucking along. I Hell like yeah. it. I like it in its new form. Um, yeah. It's <laughs> uh, let's see. I'm going to do the brouhaha uh, next weekend. Hell uh, yeah. Are you performing Friday or Saturday? Yep. Okay, what time's Friday and Saturday? 6 p.m. So 6 p.m. tonight. You can hear John. Oh, yeah. What stage you on? Wait, what? This will come out Friday. Oh. So. <laughs> 6 p.m. tonight uh, at Brouhaha. Saw your point. Do you know which tonight. stage you're on? Tonight. Check <laughs> all the stages. Yeah, he'll be on one of them. There's only three. Just keep wandering around. I don't know which one's which. Me either. It's like uh, stage one and stage two. One of those is a tunnel stage. One of them is the other one. And that's the main stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If... If you want to listen, you probably don't. Uh, your <laughs> listeners probably don't want to listen to my music, but it's L I V I N G H E L L E B O R E at Bandcamp. How do you say that? L uh, living Hellebore. Uh, Hell ah, Hellebore okay. is cool. a flower. Hell yeah. Cool. Um, follow me on Instagram, J O N U period T H A N. Oh, okay. I get that you're, now. Sorry, uh, my brain's running about half mast. You're also the after the next heavy rain, um, <laughs> that following weekend. Check the socials. We're, we're I'll be in the have basement. You. You're yeah. gonna be in our basement doing a sound bath. <laughs> we replaced the water spout, which we could have bathed in with a sound bath by John. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that'll be a fun hanging out time. Hell yeah. yeah. Uh, do we, do we want to thank the patrons before we get out of here? Uh, yeah, let's... Do you remember all of them? Uh, it's getting harder. It is, because there's more. Thank you, Eric. Pizza's coming. That's not where the camera is. Thank, thank you, Kylie. Your pizza's coming. Garrett, your pizza's coming. We're also going to come and do your podcast. Everybody stay tuned and listen to that. Uh, thank you to my wife. Tori. Pizza's coming. Uh, oh, God. She bought us pizza before we, we bought her two double pizzas. pizzas. Uh, and then also, yeah, uh, McGregor Lakes. Pizza's coming, dog. Just wait in line. Thank you all to we our patrons. not hand deliver that one, but... It'd be worth it. A, a trip to Louisville? We could make that happen? Well, he's from Lexington. <laughs> Fuck, it'll be cold by the time we get there. Sorry, dog. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. Cool. And then... Uh,